This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike feels like he's capable of a little more than just trips to the convenience store. Oh, also, he wants to let you know that you can buy a gallon of ice cream instead of a pint every time. (laughs) Those are his words. So he said roughly like, blink the last wheel. It doesn't really translate, but the way he said it was super funny. (laughs) Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. Hello everyone, welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. Welcome, as always, you've got myself, Omer, joined by my regular co-host, Mickey. How you doing, mate? You right? Yeah, not too bad, fellow. Not too bad at all. And also, Mr. Neil Fizzler. How you doing, Neil? You right? Yeah, not too bad. Good evening, everybody. Everyone's joining us after, well, another draw. We're nine unbeaten, but let's say as it really is, Mill drew one all today away to Luton Town. A last gasp of George Evans' goal cancels out an early goal for the host in the second half there. Uh, and a flat 1-1 draw. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, talk too much about it to intro. intro. I'm just going to go straight to Neil Fizzler and get your kind of account on the game, mate. What do you make of it? I thought it was pretty poor, to be quite frank with you. We got out of jail with it. We, we didn't really deserve anything from the gang. But then again, neither did they. They only had a couple of chances, didn't they? And... They scored one. It was just flat, no creativity, no desire. Uh, Everything that we've done right until Saturday has gone. Just absolutely dog shit. And then then we pick up a point in injury time and uh, you can't forget how woeful we were because at least we got the goal. Let's... um... Let's talk about the team. I mean, the lineup was kind of a revert to the 3 4 3 formation, so to speak. A lot of it picks itself at the moment. You've got Bill Kowski in goal, Evans, Pierce, and Hutchinson in the back three, Romeo right wing back. I still don't know why Matt Namara is not getting another look in. I don't know if it's something to that, but I'm sure we'll talk about it in a moment. Left wing back Scott Malone, midfield pairing of Woodson and Thompson, Wallace into the sides as always. And then you've got Bradshaw and Botfartison up front with them. So, 
yeah, I mean, Mickey, firstly, obviously, what you thought of the game, but obviously the team lineup as well. I mean, a lot of people online being quite critical of a couple of players. I'm sure we'll talk about Bradshaw in a bit more detail as well of his first half chance. But yeah, how are you feeling after that 1 1 draw today, mate? It's the same as always, isn't it? The problem is with us is that we go in when when we're the underdogs, we seem to be all right. But when we go in there and we think, oh, you know, this ain't going to be too much of a challenge, just when we play dog shit. And today it just looked as if the players um, just weren't interested. They just couldn't be asked to be there. It was like, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, Tuesday night, do we have to be here? You know, they just didn't look interested. It was, it was, I think the best tweet I saw for today was it looked like a load of drunk mates having a kickabout in the park. And that's what it looked like. They just they just didn't look as if they could, you know, cope two passes together. They just weren't interested. Okay, defensively, we were okay. Do you agree? We gave a sloppy um, goal away, but they just weren't interested. We, we and, and it's showing that we've got nothing up front. You know, there there is, we have no um, dangerous strike option up front. And, and I know you've been banging on about it and, and me and Fingy are saying, you know, you can't ruin it, but... Maybe it's time to bring some of these young these young kids strikers on and give them a go because at least for them you're going to get them who are hungry and possibly can score fucking goals. At the moment, I don't think uh, you know we could have played for a week tonight, mate, and I don't think we would have fucking scored. We did score today, though. Just to... but you know, <laughs> but you, you know, you know what I, I mean. Know exactly what you're getting at there, hundred percent, mate. I mean, so let's put some context on it. Uh, the game started off; there wasn't really much to it to be honest. With you early doors, Luton didn't really test Barton goal. And we didn't really test Sluger in the opposition's goal either, to be honest. Big chance falls midway through the first half. We've lost Neil Fizzler. I don't know where he's gone, but I'm sure we'll get him back in a moment. Big chance in the first half, Mickey, falls to Tom Bradshaw. Did you catch the opportunity there? Obviously, he was played through kind of on a whim, got onto the ball, a couple touches, and the third touch where he's running towards goal, heavy, like, I mean, probably like people on a drunk on a Sunday morning, like you said, mate. And yeah, Sluger claims the ball. Just, I think no quality there, was there? He didn't control it though, did he? From his first touch, he didn't really control it. He was he was trying to kick it forward to power past the um, the opposition, and he just couldn't power past him. He just didn't have the legs in him. Mm-hmm. And rather than keep it close and try and dribble it past, he kept flicking it forward on all three on all three taps really. And that last tap, he just kicked it too far forward. And do you know what I mean? It's the first rule of football when you talk dribbling: don't kick it too far that you're going to have to run after it. You know, because you're going to lose control. If he'd have had that on his foot. As soon as what's his name was coming into him, he could have just fucking stuck a strike on side of foot, and he could have possibly got a result. He could have got a goal. But it, it, it's again, it's what I said a minute ago. It's just there was no intent there. They just didn't seem interested in any shape or form, um, and that's the problem. I, I, you know, they suddenly when we're playing against people we need to fucking play against, we're all right. When we're playing against people we should be fucking beating. That's when they just don't seem to turn up. It's, it's whether or not it's an arrogance, whether or not it's, you know, oh, we're better than them, we're going to piss this. And we always don't. I was going to bring this up as a topic probably later on in the show, but, you know, you've mentioned it now and I will get it out in the open now. I mean, I feel like it's not necessarily just the players, but also the manager. When it's, and it's also a Mill problem in general, to be honest. It's always been a situation where whenever the onus is on us to win games or to go out there and dominate games, you got the likes of Ryan Woods in there, who is marmite for a lot of Mill fans at the moment. You know, play people sometimes say he doesn't do enough. Some people are saying he's the best player. Some people just look at him and go, you know, technique-wise, he's probably our best player. For that reason, he's our best player. I think Ryan Woods doesn't fit into the Mill system that we play with Gary Rowett. And I think the problem is with these sort of games is we're set up so defensively to turn the ball over quickly, counter-attack. You can't really counter-attack against teams that are trying to counter-attack against you. And so a lot of it, I feel like, especially against the likes of Wickham and also tonight against Luton, how Mickey was saying we would never have scored. I know what he was getting at there because we did score today. But I think ultimately the problem here is, you know, we're not set up to dominate games. We're not set up to get involved in games. Neil, I know you've got a few connectivity issues. I don't know if you can hear me, mate. But what's your takes on that, obviously, with, you know, playing the formation we play and obviously in games like Luton, Wickham, when the onus is on us to create and make chances, we just seem to fall at the first hurdle. Mate, my uh, my internet's running like Bavardson. It's a fucking <laughs> waste of time, I tell you. It really is. Uh, mate, there's no getting away from it. In the last two games, we have been absolutely piss poor. Yeah? These are teams we ought to be beating. Yeah? And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a problem that 
I think you suggested in our group chat, we're probably taking our foot off the pedal and we're looking, well, we think we're safe. We know we're not going to go up. So we're just going to go through the motions. Are the players tired? It is quite difficult, I guess, playing Saturday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Saturday. There's little time to rest up in between games. I don't know if they can, if, yeah, what they can do in between games to uh, for recovery sessions. I know ice baths and that are out the question in some sports, aren't they? And it's we've got it's six in, we've got six injuries today as well, Neil. I mean, let's play both sides. Yeah, there here, are so. six injuries and yeah, six players six that injuries. could probably play today: Cooper, Kefton, Beld, Leonard, Mahoney, Wallace, and Sahor. You can make a case for all six of them starting a game like tonight, couldn't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, we are being hit by injuries, but let's not leave this as an excuse, yeah? The players that play should be good enough to get three points at Luton or even to put on a performance against Luton and certainly to put on a performance against Wickham, yeah? Although I think, yeah, did they win tonight? I think they were 1-0 up, weren't they? Yeah, well, against Reading with 10 men. So, but maybe has been raised in previous few games. What did we score? Eight goals in three games. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It, yeah, but, yeah, but it's a difficult one. You want to be positive, but there's not an awful lot you can be positive about with all of that. On my point about, you know, you mentioned there about when I, I've tweeted it as well. I think, I do think the players are kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit. And I, I don't know what it could be. You know, we were saying obviously injuries and we're saying obviously the same players had to go again more or less from Saturday to then go again tonight on Tuesday. And it is an element. It is. But at the same time, Luton, you know, themselves were fresh off a 3-0 defeat at Stoke the other night. And I think they made a couple of changes going into this game. A few players with drops and as such, you know, as you'd expect. But... The problem still remains the same, and it's it's not just a one-game problem. It's a whole seasonal problem. We just don't score goals, and we we were flattered by the last few games. You know, the likes of Sheffield Wednesday game, the game against Reading where we scored two, and again the game against Birmingham where we scored two again. Where Neil saying there, you know, obviously eight goals in three games. Mickey, I mean, where does the pro- how do we fix that problem? I, I know we we said about Bradshaw's chance there. And then we're saying, obviously, now maybe, you know, a chance to play some of the youngsters maybe instead to see if they're what they're made of. Because the problem we've got, though, is Bradshaw's tied onto a contract for next season. So we should be playing players, I suppose, that's contracted to us. But how do we fix this, you know, scenario we're in at the moment, Mickey? Oh, he's... Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I fucking... Amateur hour. Press... Amateur press... hour. Not as not as amateur as someone else told me earlier, but we say about that one off, 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 uh, off air anyway. But yeah... Um... Look, I think the problem is, is that you've got people who, yeah, you know what, they could be tired. But realistically, I can't understand all this, oh, they're probably tired. I mean, do you know what? You fucking, you're playing 90 minutes or you're playing, what, two 90 minutes a week. Um, you know, surely it's not that hard to fucking run around for an hour, an hour and a half and then run around for an hour and a half a few days later and, you know, a few respites in between. It, it, yeah. I, you're professional sports people. You get paid a lot of money to do this. I, I, I don't necessarily always understand this. Um, oh, you know, they're, they're tired routine. I mean, to me, it should be, look, if you're paid to be a striker, you're paid to score goals. If you're not scoring goals, then you're out the door. You know, I work within sales. If I don't bring in sales, then my job's not safe. And it should be the same process with, you know, the six strikers we've got in Millwall that between them, we should be, you know, they should be able to score 10, 15 each per, per season. But at the moment, we couldn't bank on them to score one, let alone fucking 15 per season. So, you know, yes, I know Bradshaw's there and I know, you know, some of the other ones are probably going to be there for a while, but we need to start maybe freshening it up, maybe stick Bradshaw on with one of the youngsters, see if we can put a bit of pace up front. Um, if he wants, you know, the problem you've got again is that He's still playing with some of this dead wood from from Harris's team. He's starting to bring in some players, what obviously he wants, but it, it's just not working. This mix and match between Harris's um, chosen eleven and and Rat's chosen eleven, it's just not working. We need to get this season out of the way. We're safe. Get this season out of the way, and then just get rid of the dead wood and move forward. Um, I think enough's enough. Now we're starting to see these people who just have got no interest playing for us. I think. 
it's an it's, it's an element of both here. I agree with you. You know, we've got these players that are you know maybe not going to be here next season. But we keep saying it, but you know they're still knocking around. They're still playing at the moment. I think it does ultimately though have to fall on the manager of how he sets the team up sometimes as well. And you look at that side today, and again, you know we're playing five defenders against Luton Town, who have just been on the back of a three 0 defeat away to Stoke. I know Luton have you know been a kind of you know an underdog sort of mentality team as well, so it's not an easy game by any stretch of the imagination, but. I do think there is an element of we're, we're setting up for games just defensively and we're relying too much on Jed Wallace to do something magical in games. And I, 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 it's, you know, if he does, if Jed Wallace doesn't stick that free kick in the top bins, you know, when Sluga tips it past the, the far post in second, midway through the second half, we're relying on Wallace to pick up the ball, make something magical happen. Look at uh, Cardiff away when we scored uh, the goal, we got lucky, also it was an own goal in the end. We're too often, you know, you could say we're unlucky of injuries. Sahor being injured doesn't help, you know, because Sahor seemed to kind of got running a little bit. He had his critics. But you look at someone like Bury, I think just you, you saw when he came on, he just had energy about him and he was really wanting to make an impression, which is why I think my shout to play some of the youngsters is valid because at this point, you know, you're seeing players going through the motions a little bit and it's clear to see. And it's quite early for that to be happening, don't you think, Neil? Yeah, far too early. Uh, as for the youngsters, it's still a bit of a gamble, but but you're right about Bury came on. Didn't really have long enough to seriously impress, did he? But he ran around a bit, showed a bit of energy, as you say. But the frustrating thing is that we do look solid defensively, but that's because he's set up to not lose a game rather than win a game. Yeah, I think all three of us would agree with that. And uh, um, and our strikers just aren't good enough, let's face it. Tom Bradshaw in the first half, he showed the touch of Jeffrey Epstein, didn't he, when he went through and that second touch. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell, that was woeful. And this is a guy that we paid over a million quid for. Yeah, he should be able to do a basic skill or basic yeah yeah but it's a basic skill isn't it is in to actually... defense he's a poacher so maybe it's a set yeah, there's no defense yeah there's no defense yeah but his job he's is not clean to through a on goal like he's clean through on goal agreed yeah his first touch is fine his second touch is fucking woeful. 100%. And you yeah. listen to speak about it when you yeah. dropped out, and we agree, 100% agree with you. And we, me, yeah. me and Nicky both agree. That is though. absolutely woeful. Mm-hmm. And that is a guy, it doesn't matter if he's a poacher, he should be able to control a football midway inside a half and fucking score a goal. It's what he's paid for. Mickey's right. As for Bavardson, well, I think he's a waste of time anyway. Yeah, the sooner yeah, the sooner that he's out of this club, the better. Yeah, for me, he is right up there with Rob Hulse, Gary Taylor, Fletcher. And just to think, yeah, well, our experts were complaining about Troy Parrott earlier in the season. Yeah. <laughs> and yet this guy gets off scot-free. What did he honestly do today apart from kick a geezer in the head? He, he cut his celebration against QPR, didn't he, a few weeks ago as well? Well, November time now, December. So, yeah, I mean, but Fardson does flatter to the sea for me as well. And I, I, I was under the impression he, had, uh, he was going to contract was going to expire in the season. But I've been told since, and I've tried to search up, and I, to be fair, I can't see yes or no about it. But apparently, he's contracted for another year, which. I don't know. It's going to be hard to move him on. I'll tell you that much without having to pay him off. And this is it, though, for me, lads. And this is where it really disappoints me. Like. We've played two games. Admittedly, you know, we've fallen into the delusional trap. Three wins on the bounce. Wickham and Luton to come. And there's no such thing as an easy game. But, you know, there was no desire. There was there was no... Why Why have we not gone again like the Sheffield Wednesday game in the second half where that's the carbon copy of what we need to do. We need to get at teams. We need to be aggressive. We need to be playing from the front. We need to be pushing straight into teams and basically forcing the affair. It doesn't need to be pretty. But you saw in that second half against Sheffield Wednesday where we put, you know, three goals past them in that second half and made it look easy at times. It was just sheer determination to win. And you'd think two games ago, the lads in the dressing must have been sitting there going, you know what, teams are starting to play each other. You know, Cardiff play Bournemouth tomorrow. You know, we could be potentially with two more wins on 47 points, two behind Bournemouth, which is what it would have been, with Cardiff to play them tomorrow and Cardiff winning the last five. You know, 
they could have done us a favour and we could sneak right into the, to the battle. And we're still only six points behind the playoffs. So it's worth mentioning that because let's be fair, you know, I know you both are going to be looking at me going, what the fuck is he talking about now? But, you know, we're still there. And surely someone in that dressing room, whether it's the manager or the players or the leaders in the dressing room, we've got to go, hang on here, lads. This is a real situation here where you could potentially sneak into the playoffs. Don't you agree, Mickey? You're also on mute. No, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I totally agree with you. I think it is literally we could sneak in. I, I, I still don't think it's over yet. I think, you know, last season we did the same. He says these draws are going to kill us. So, but you know, the fact that you've got players who, like you said, who I don't know whether or not it's because of everything that's gone on this season. The fact that, you know, they're here, they've got, you know, they're, they're probably on half decent money. Uh, they've they've obviously a lot of them have got big contracts. Um, are they just are they just too comfortable? You know the fact that well I've got no one pushing for my place, no other fucking striker scoring goals, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the start more so than him. I mean Smith was leading goal scorer last season, can't fucking get in the team for for Jack, you know. And then when he does, he he just looks well off the tone. He's you know he's better as a as a super sub rather than a a, a super starter. Um, and maybe that's the problem. You've just got these people who are just going, no one's going to fucking bin me. Um, there's no one to replace me. There's no one out there really available to replace me. So I'm just going to fucking keep doing it. But the thing that gets me is, is that one game they look fucking good and then two games later, they look dog shit. And I just can't understand how a person, when you're playing for a club who's playing your wages, why you can't go out, I mean... I, I, I mean, fuck me. I mean, I've got a fucking trap over my arm in absolute fucking bits. But I'd fucking play better than some of them today. Do you know what I mean? I'd play with passion and heart and everything else because just that's what you do. But they just don't seem... They don't want to run through... I think one of the things when we did um, Alex Ray and all that, one of the comments will come out with Alex Ray was he said, I know damn well that this player and that player would run through walls for me. Do you know what I mean? And I'd run through, I'd run through walls for them. And you just think that realistically, who in that team would run through walls for you or, or for their teammates? Is there anyone really, apart from a couple of boys, who would really do it? And also, I mean, the question is, what's up with Danny Mac? Why ain't he playing? And why the fuck is Romeo? Romeo's got the, got the touch of a rapist today. He was just fucking shocking. I think. I agree with you in the sense that I don't know why Danny Mac's not playing. And to be honest with you, you do wonder because he came in, earned himself a new deal by performing well. I imagine it must have impressed Rowett because he gave him a new contract out of it. So to not play him now for, what, five games on the bounce now, it, d- it does seem weird. I don't know if it's like, here's your contract, now know your place and trying to get back in the side. I don't agree with it personally. I think he should be playing. I don't think Romeo's been appalling, but I agree with you today, Mickey. He was not really that great down the right-hand side of the pitch and didn't really offer much going forward. The same to Scott Malone, to be honest, who's been great for the last eight or nine games. So I can't really criticise him, but yeah, going forward, it just wasn't there today. Uh, is this... Neil, I, I know you've got a point to make, so, but I wanted to ask a question as well. Is the, la- is the last two games the players' fault or Guy Rowett's fault? And I know the answer is going to be both, but I want you to go on the limb and say one or the other because the, re- the reception online has been a bit mixed. I, I want to know what you think on that one. Firstly, I was I was just totting through the side today. You have a look at that side today, and realistically, next season, you're only going to have, well, you're only going to want Bart in goal. Mm-hmm. Right back, you probably wouldn't start Romeo, would you? Hutchinson and Evans. Malone, if we can get him back. And then Jed Wallace. Apart from that, you can take out the rest of them, to be quite frank. So Top is it the players game. then for you then? It's been at, at fault for the last couple of games. What's the reason why the last, to you, is the it The manager Rowett ought to or... be able to get something out of them. Yeah. But can he get anything out of them? That's the thing. Yeah, do we need a better class of player there? You look at uh, yeah, you look at Ben Thompson today. He got in three positions in the first half where you'd want him to pop up on the edge of the eighteen-yard box. Yeah, one he fell over. 
One, I think he hit into the stand, didn't he? I can't. Yeah, well, I can't remember. One, he definitely yeah, a couple from the edge of the box. Yeah, didn't he, today. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, those are the kind of positions. But is he good enough? Yeah, I know he runs around a bit, but in a three, he can get away with it. In a two, I don't think he can. Woods, as we all know, is a waste of fucking time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I said on our WhatsApp group, has he touched a ball yet? Then he touched the ball twice in about 30 seconds. But the game just passed him by. Fuck me. I'll go and stand in the middle of that pitch for 90 minutes if they want. At least I'll get a bird's eye view of what's going on. But the manager ought to be able to extract something out of them. That's why he's the manager. So to, yeah. to hit home on the injuries quickly, Neil. So uh, just so this is where I do feel sorry for Rowett, right? Because he's brought in Sahor. He obviously played him a couple of games and got injured. He's come back and he's persevered with him. He stumbles across this 5-3-2. He realises Thompson is good at making late runs into the box. Thompson is just energy. He realises Sahor and Wallace are contributing well up top. And then he gets an injury. And this shouldn't happen, but he's obviously didn't fancy Bodfardson and Bradshaw. He obviously didn't fancy Matt Smith. He obviously wasn't sure Mason Bennett at that point either. So he's gone with his 5-3-2. He's picked the same side three, four games on the bounce. We've started to not lose, started to win some more games as well. And then there's injuries. So maybe there's an element of a bit of both, but at the same time, he just obviously doesn't rate half the plays he's got at his disposal, does he, I suppose? On August 25th... I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike. Series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Picture this. You're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind, you're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps. MeetMonday.com, a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy. With Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. As you can say. Yeah, but that's why I went through all of those players, mm-hmm. yeah, and how many you could honestly hand on heart see being in his squad next season, yeah, or starting next season, mm-hmm. because we've got serious problems, and these aren't going to go away unless we address them. We're not good enough up front. It takes me back to my tier list that I done on YouTube what a month ago now, or before, just before we signed Keith and. I said probably the same as you, Neil. I went through the whole squad, about six players I, I said that were like of worthy standard of this league. The rest of them were like below average or somewhere I said were League One or past their best, so to speak. This is ultimately the problem. And then you look at the bright sparks of the side, you could argue that George Evans, you know, Kifton Bell when he's played, these are the bright sparks. And these are players that he's starting to bring in. So maybe it is a case of, you know, trying to make the best. But this is a, this is a situation then. This is why people are saying it's boring to watch. Because we're not getting the best out of them, despite them maybe not being above, maybe not being the standard. Mickey, we're not getting out anything out of them, are we? No, and I think, I think it's also long. I mean, we've spoken to a good few ex-players um, now, and some of them are a lot more open with, you know, that the players control the dressing room. Yes, the manager does to a degree, but the players still to a degree, control it. And the problem is, is you've got some players that have been there a while, you know, Harris's players and whatnot. And are they just set in their way that they don't necessarily agree with, um, with Rowett's formation? Uh, and, you know, they don't necessarily fully take it on board. I mean, because <laughs> when the players look on and listening to what the formation is, then they seem to perform well. But when, when the players just look as if they can't be asked to play. Um, that's when we have problems. You know, when Rowley's Ra- when, um, sitting there um, moaning at them from the sideline and, and keep making sure they're keeping the shape and everything else, 
that's when we were okay. But when he just sort of leaves them as as grown ups, professional players to to maintain their own shape and 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 do what they're meant to be doing, that's when we seem to have problems. Um, and let's be honest. I mean, okay, you know what, Luton ain't far away from us, but they're not a great team. We should have been able to turn them over fairly easily tonight, and we just looked as if we went there for a draw. I think Lou and I are in a similar sort of situation to us. When you look at their season, you know, they've lost more than us. I can't believe we've drawn 16 games out of 32 this season. I, I, it's been it's hard watch at home as it is because you're watching an eye follow, you're not in the stands, you're not there watching it. But Neil, 16 draws out of 32 games. What that, we must be on of course some sort of record in the league at this rate, surely. You'd have thought so. I, there can't be many other teams that have drawn half the games they've played. Mm-hmm. And if we'd have turned a percentage of those into wins, who knows where we'd be. But it all boils down to the fact that our strikers aren't good enough and we've got no creativity in midfield. Yeah? Absolutely. It, yeah? That's what it all boils down to. You score goals by creating chances, yeah? yeah. And yeah. we're not doing either. Or, well, we're reluctantly doing either. We, well, we're not. Yeah, we occasionally hit upon it. Today, Luton's main weakness is from corners, mm-hmm. yeah? Only Barnsley, who we play on Saturday, apparently have conceded more. And they looked frail in the air, didn't they? Let's face it. And we scored in the air. There's no coincidence that you put the ball into the six-yard box, have Matt Smith win it, and somebody on the end of it, you're quite likely to score a goal, aren't you? And that's what happened. We got lucky. The the, the other thing as well, Neil, sorry, is that he's made some great substitutions. I mean, fuck's sake, you've got five substitutions now. A a few games back, he he was making some super substitutions, like bringing in... You know, big changes, and they were changing the game on its on on its head. But lately, the substitute, especially today's game, we're a crock of shit. They didn't really do a lot. I think actually that's because if we'd have had everybody fit, yeah, yeah, yeah. then a lot of these this is it that though, started it? would have been on the bench. Half mm. his answers are going to be because of injuries. Bought, yeah. we missed Lennon, didn't we? Well, yeah, we missed Leonard. I think we missed someone like even Mahoney to come in yeah. and try and make a difference. I'm not saying Mahoney would make a difference. Sahor is obviously a handful, and I think he put a lot into Sahor thinking, you mm. know, but Farson and Brasher haven't done it for me. I'm going to stick with Sahor, and hopefully he comes good. He's crocked again. So you do. I do feel sorry for Rowett in that sense, because look, like we said, the squad is not his. Half of them are Harris players. But the problem is, is it's his job to get this out, to get them out and performances out of the players. That's his job. So you can't yeah, well, use it as an excuse. I totally agree with you. What you're saying there, right, with the injuries and all that, throw it on its head. What happens if you are a Budvarsson or a Bradshaw and you've sort of got yourself into the thinking that I'm not in, I'm not in the gaffer's plans. You know, the, there's other players what are there for, but all of a sudden they go injured. Now, are you going to go on there and go, Fuck, this is my time to prove. It's easy, this is mate. my time to prove. Or do you just go, fuck him? Do you know what I mean? No, and you, 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 cup an, you cup an empty den when it's on Sky in front of a, no crowd there because yeah, you've got you some online. Yeah, yeah but do you understand what I'm saying? It's, it, it's to me as if they're like going, well, you've got no one else, so you're going to play me. So, you know, I've got nothing to prove. You're going to drop me again, so I've got nothing to prove. You've already got a favourite. Now, is there that mentality with the players? Because, you know, Budvardson, to me... He should be taking this opportunity. There's a fucking World Cup coming up. He obviously needs to play in his team, doesn't he? He wants to play in his national team. He should be fucking on fire now, knocking goals in for fun. He's, he's never got... been a goal scorer before, though, Budvarsson. I think the most he's ever got in a season is seven for Reading or Wolves. One or the other. Seven for us would make him fucking of nearly course. top goal scorer. Of course. So, you know, there, there's, there, there's that side of it what needs to be done, but I just don't understand why some of these players just... How the fuck can we have six strikers who can't fucking score, and the only one that can score goals doesn't fucking play most games. And he looks tired that's after 20 minutes. It's the same thing today, Smith. Bradshaw today. That's because we're not creating any chances for mate, them to did score you, goals. Did you see Bradshaw today, mate? Bradshaw was blowing out of his ass, mate, in the first half. How the fuck is that capable? How the fuck? He's a fucking professional football player. How the fuck can he be blowing out of his ass within the he first 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. 
And Neil, yeah, back to your point about creating because of COVID. <laughs> I wanted to say it earlier. Regardless of COVID, I know, I know, I know. They're doing half a session each, you know. Shut up, listen. Even with COVID and all that, right? Forget it. But you're still going to be your own person. So your fitness levels, which I've never questioned, your fitness levels are all down to you. Right, you, you, whether or not you're away from the rest of the team, what or you're fit, it isn't. No, they are. It isn't though, because I don't think the team's unfit. The team isn't unfit. I'm talking about. I'm wondering. I said Smith. The team isn't unfit because we compete in games and we still win games. You don't get turned over. I'm wondering if some of these have had COVID and that they're struggling to gain your fitness back because apparently it can it can harm your lungs. For quite right. some time, yeah, but let's not use that as an excuse. But it's a no, I'm not. But he's blowing out. Know, there is, oh yeah, there yeah. is a reason. We don't know what's hit behind the scenes. How many players have had it? What not? We don't know if there's any, you know, any conditions were stopping them playing full games or why Smith ain't doing this, that, and the other. But it's good to see that he come on before 87th minute today. That was a that was a good result. Um, but again, me, uh, that is Smith's no best idea. position is to come on as an impact sub. Yeah, yes. Generally, minutes, yeah. he generally has an impact on the game. He yeah, can't definitely. start a game. I think we're all agreed on that, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you bring him on when people are tired and you lump the ball into him, nine times out of ten, something will happen. But we just but we just lack the creativity. Well, this is the problem I've got with how we play. Every, like, how I said about the start of the show here with the Ryan Woods scenario, right? And it's a broken record at this point, and I'm not going to keep talking about it because, but it is contextual to what I'm saying. Where the setup, and you said it earlier just then, Neil, about we're not we're not creating enough chances. But I think it is ultimately because of the setup as well. Ryan Woods had the fifth most touches according to who scored. When I'm just looking at the stats for the game, right? Ryan Woods is a player that you look at, and he should touch. The, he should for Millwall, by the way, for context. There, fifth most touches for Millwall today, right? And Neil's laughing now, and I'm going to come back up to you so you can say your piece, Neil. But players that have more touch room today uh, on the ball, so to speak, are Pierce, Hutchinson, Evans. A lot of it is aimless passing around at the back. It's just kind of side to sides, not really real penetration of the ball. And you play Woods, and Woods is a player that likes to come deep as well. So you've already got three centre half sitting there, and this, this is a catch twenty two of what we've had for all season at this point. Woods is a player that should be finishing a game on 70-80 passes. I'm not suggesting Mill should have 80% of the part of the ball and knock it around and kind of aimlessly play for no reason. But Woods doesn't fit into a team that looks to play on the counter-attack. It's a simple fact for me. I've, I've said it all season, and this is the criticism you get for it because oh, Woods is our best player. Woods is a good player in a team that looks after the ball, in a team that plays good passing football, in a team that then he plays out wide to the centre-half that takes the ball 30 yards forward and has a shot on goal because for some reason there's centre-half that can also play. We don't have that. We don't have that luxury. And I don't. I think he's, he's the wrong option in a side that plays counter-attacking football. You want Thompson in there maybe because Thompson can turn the ball and the same with Leonard, turn the ball and run with it and have real intent and make a difference. Woods can't do that. Woods is a player that gets on the ball and, like I said, ticks the ball over, keeps passing it, keeps passing it. You stick Woods in a, in a better football inside in the championship, he'll be getting plaudits left, right and centre. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. Absolutely agree with you. If you were to put him into that Brentford team, mm-hmm. Norwich, team, anyone, instance, anyone Norwich, at the top yeah. of the league that passes the ball around has 70% possession at the end of the game. Mill Swansea, don't do that. Could you imagine him in the Swansea team? 100%. 100%. That he's actually strictly come passing. <laughs> Honestly, isn't it? Fucking hell. He would be uh, yeah, no, he I do feel sorry for him because we're criticizing him week or well, yeah, well me and Mickey are criticizing him week after week after week after week. But he isn't a Millwall player in this side, is he? He just looks he just looks like a lost little boy. The reason I was laughing was you said he had the fifth most touches in our team. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell! I know. Goes under Jesus. the radar, though, doesn't it? Yeah, because of them, I've got him backwards. Yeah, yeah and, exactly. And sideways, yeah. which isn't a problem because that's what he's done for Brentford when he's been successful. That's what he's done when he went to Stoke and hit and miss, albeit. But he's a size that then will keep the ball, pass it around. Mill on the other hand, yeah. Pierce gets the ball and lumps it seventy yards forward because he's scared to touch the ball and get on the ball. You, you, you I was genuinely excited when we signed Ryan Woods last season because I remember what kind of a player 
he was for Brentford. There's still a good player in there. To... I have yeah. no doubts about it whatsoever, but I think he'll be hurt from he this just experience. He just doesn't fit into our system. So and he will be hurt from this Mill experience because you can tell, like, I think he wants to make a thing of it here and you can tell he's valued by the manager. The problem is, is though, he's playing a side that doesn't play to his best ability. I, I really don't think that. I, I, I really think, stick to the point I've said there, and I think this has been the same all season. Do you I, think this is going to change? I, well, I no. hope it changes going forward. No, but I mean, going forward, yeah. With when when next Rack, season you're talking about, yeah, yeah. yeah when when Rack can get more of his type of players in and get rid of you know Harris players, um, and I, you know I know we can't keep using that, but I think then maybe it will it will be different because I if he's got somewhere to go with the ball or he, he's got more space and people wrapped up around him. He can do, but the problem is that the players are getting closed down. He can't, he can't stick the ball forward. So, easiest option to him is pass behind. Well, this Let's is square it back, square it back, back, this, back. This is a big problem you've got as a club, though. Like the same thing happened with Holloway. We backed Holloway yeah. beyond belief in that January window before he left us. Shortly after, he signs eight, nine players that are Ian Holloway style formation mm. players. If you back Rowett, you've got to commit to him as well. You can't yeah. then, because once we get crowds back, I really don't know how it's going to go. It Because if you read what people say online and how it's been twisted, if we play the same way we've been playing for the last two games at home, you just know the next home game on Saturday against Barnsley would be an apps Like the first mistake will be straight onto them. It doesn't matter that we're unbeaten in nine. Let's be honest. We're, we're yeah. seeing it because we know what a Mill team's about. And I know people hate me saying a Mill team and Mill hate what we say. The fact is, you look at that Sheffield Wednesday second half performance and that is Mill in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. You get out of teams, you play attacking football, you just give it your all. But the, the, the real intent there is get the ball forward and smash a centre half and get a chance, build an opportunity out of nothing. And that is ultimately what we should be trying to do because we can't play the pretty passing football. We really can't. To be honest, not yet. I think that he would get away with the type of performance today with a crowd in the ground if it wasn't happening so regularly. Mm -hmm. Yeah? And it's happening too often. Yeah, you're right. Back-to-back games against Wickham and Luton at home would have been awful. Mm -hmm. And... You can all you can almost hear the abuse that Woods would get, can't you? Now, it's yeah, but it's ringing around inside your head, especially from the East Upper and the Jeremy Kyle Upper. Just there listen to the be... past podcast, mate. You you've said most yeah. of the abuse you probably get anyway. To be fair, mate. <laughs> you know I mean, so you know, and I mean, so have you. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Just not the heroism colour just stuff, which I find highly offensive. He definitely get. He definitely but, get called. Um, he definitely get called a ginger cunt. Oh, yeah, at, course course at the dead, he definitely would get called a ginger cunt. But look, I think. I think what what today's game's given us is uh, you know Friday's show um, is going to give us loads to talk about. I think you know the uh, what we've discussed uh, in part so far is in you know Harris's people. Rouse people, what's he trying to do? Is it going to change? Blah, blah, blah. Is the injuries hurting us? I think it's given us loads for the topics for um, for Friday's show. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's going to make for a lively show on Friday. But again, um, where we're going, I just think it's disappointing that a team who's more than capable of um, being able to win um, easy games like this, then... Um, they can't, you know, they they just can't um, win. Yeah, Neil showing us a razor, which means that yeah, I think I think I agree that old Scott's had a haircut this week, and and maybe you shouldn't have had a haircut. I've gone for the old Scott Malone haircut as well myself. To be honest, two yeah, and four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I've only just noticed it. I know. I was you waiting for you to give me some stick because you said in the chat Scott Malone's gone. Yeah, you know, the old classic. I've I've gone two and four as well. Couldn't bear it anymore. I think twelfth of April is when we can next get my haircut. So you know, I haven't got the joys of what you two, you know, could just shave it all off and keep it clean and tidy. But back to what we'll say about Woods, though, because you know, Woods about the ginger cunt thing. It wouldn't surprise me if I was at Millwall and I saw Mickey standing next to me and calling someone a bald cunt. It's like it's just Millwall, though. It's not in a mean and offensive way. I'll it's just, just call. I'll just call like, a bald cunt a minute ago. Exactly. You know what I mean? It it's is like, what it is. It is exactly what it is. But you know, I agree with you, Mickey. I think Friday night will be a great show, and obviously, if you haven't already. Do be sure to tune in on Friday Night Live, 8pm, over on our YouTube channel, That Mill Podcast. A couple of tweets I want to read out before um, we wrap things up tonight. We've got the emotional one here, always commenting. Always nice to see your post-match thoughts, mate, so keep them coming. The same to everyone else. If you haven't done so already, be sure to tweet us in the future. Once again, 
not great, but still unbeaten. Gives the players some credit. They don't get beat much. If we're going to play two up top with Jeff behind, Smith and has to start with Bradshaw. Bradshaw works his nuts off. Playing with Bod has never worked. He needs a partner. He needs uh, he needs a partner to work off. Matt Webb. Youth team. Well, well, we'll Youth see. Youth player. Bit of legs. You, I think, you know, six days ago, you would have told me off for saying that. You did, actually. No, no, what I, said, no what I said to you is <laughs> you We need, spoke no, about no. it. I know what you said. We you need to blow them in slowly. Blah, blah, blah. I know exactly what you said, mate. Matt Webb just shows the difference between ra- route players. Uh, wait, just shows the difference route players are compared to what we got. Smith exempt, handy but limited. Fuck the season off. Get rid of the old guard in the summer and build for next year. We ain't going up or down. Adam King, stole that draw. Smith are only decent forward. The toughest position to attract good players, need a clear out and get some new in, but no idea who. Was excited about Parrot, but he was terrible. Can Bennett play up front? I don't think he's ever finished 90 minutes. I rate him though. Yeah, that was a Carl Bates um, stat from the weekend that about um, Bennett not playing more than 90 minutes, I think twice in his career or something maybe. Was that that, yeah, that nil maybe? Career, yeah, yeah, so ridiculous stat that is. But neither I think- of them was for Millwall. Well, that's it, though. And I think I got a big eye-opener when I guested on the Derby podcast about two or three months ago now. And they said he's always been that nearly player. And it literally summed up what I felt about Bennett at the time. And it's the same thing now. He's always that nearly player. He's just not quite converted into more opportunities. Uh, Tony, the gentleman, said more of the same. Really is boring to talk about, let alone watch. I think we deserve, you know, I've not had a drink in 2021. And I'm so close after every game, regardless if we win to celebrate or fucking draw like that to... Have one to sink my sorrows a little bit, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, like I said, if you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Twitter. We do read a lot of your post-match thoughts because it's always good to see what people are thinking, really. I think, you know, I've seen it across a few. At half-time, it was quite similar. I think a lot of people fed up with this five-at-the-back formation. We are too. I think, you know, I, I do like it in a sense because it makes us hard to beat. And let's be honest, we're quite limited what we've got at the moment. So... Yeah, I, I just want to see young players play now. Give them the opportunity to play. We're still in touch and distance of the playoffs, but... Imagine we went up with this side. We need about 12 signings next season if we went up. Could you imagine that in the Premier League? Well, we need about 20 signings. Yeah. Well, we'd have to have a we have to have the opposite of what we had on the Spatman that year when we signed 23 players and they're all dead woods, but just 23 but then, players that are Premier League standard. But then our fan base would say, well, they've got us promoted. They deserve a chance. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Like, I just know regardless of what kind of team we had and how we played, that one season Premier League, we'd have 36 losses, but two wins over West Ham, and I'll take it. You know what I mean? So that's all that would matter that season. Me and you so. both, me and you both, so yeah. <laughs> it would be a hard ask. I know that for sure. But yeah, like I said, getting touch on Twitter. And obviously, we said it on Friday on our Friday show. But if people ever want to come on or send us voice notes or have something to say, you always just need to get us in touch with us on our Twitter, DM us, and we'll obviously get in touch back if we think it's appropriate to bring you on. Go on the website. We've got a brand new website now, um, yep. which is nicely laid out. If you're listening to this or you come across this and you're a bit of a technophobe, just go on the website. There, there's loads of bits on there. It leads you to our YouTube channel. leads you to different uh, podcast players so you can um, listen to it on different access. You can listen to it straight from the computer without having to go into Apple or Spotify. There's various bits. And right at the top of the website, whether or not you look at it on um, on a mobile device or on a laptop, um there's a, a feature there where you just need to press it and basically that will use your microphone on the phone or your laptop and you can leave us a message and that comes straight through to us and we get you on the show um it's a feature there it's completely anonymous it takes no data from you it doesn't take your name email address number or anything else you can just leave your faults um and uh, and we'll play them out as long as they're not libelous we'll play them out in fault so uh yeah check out the website that millpodcast.co.uk Absolutely. Uh, I think uh, we've hit our course here, guys. We've got Barnsley on Saturday. We'll preview it all on Friday Night Live. And obviously, we'll have a podcast out afterwards if you can't make the 8pm viewing on a Friday. But it's a good laugh. I think a lot of people enjoy just coming in and chatting with us. And we'll do the same, to be honest. we do it live because we like giving back. And we've got a few uh, special shows coming up over the next month or so to do with, obviously, you know, the tough times we're all going through at the moment, to be honest, and mental health. So, yeah, I think that's it anyway. I, I, you boys got anything else you want to add today? Or we'll save it for Friday, I reckon. We've got a couple of of Into the Lions Dens planned for the next couple of days. We're going to get a couple of interviews in the can. One I'm really looking forward to. We're leaving this week with Into the Lions Den because obviously a game tonight, so we're getting out tomorrow. And then obviously we've got the pod going up on Friday. So uh, we've uh, we've left it this week with Into the Lions. But don't worry, uh, you've got some good ones coming up. 
we're still hitting our New Year's resolution, three shows a week at minimum. So we're still ticking along nicely and we're enjoying doing the show more and more as the weeks go on, to be honest. So, yeah. Thank you, especially the Friday night show. The Friday night show, I think all three of us said last Friday and certainly the interactions we've had that it was our best show yet and it was absolutely blinding. It, I think we did, what, 70 minutes, which is up from the normal hour. And... And we all, and all three of us came off buzzing that it was just great just to interact with everybody. It. It's not the numbers, it's is, just the key people yeah. when they're interacting with us. That's all we can And we're the, only, we're the only podcast that records live on a Friday night for your interaction. So look, you know, if you want to come on and call Neil a cunt, come on. If you want to come in and tell me I'm good looking, then do that too. But look, it's, it's a live <laughs> chat, straightforward. <laughs> Um, do what you need to do. But yeah, look, I, I appreciate every single one of you who takes the time and effort to click our podcast, download it and listen to us. Um, all the viewing numbers are great and we look at the reviews and we look at your tweets. So yeah, thank you very much for getting involved. It is much appreciated. We couldn't do this without each and every one of you. So thank you. I'm going to call the full-time whistle there, lads. Let's thank go. you for joining me as always and we'll be back on Friday. Take care, guys. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Uh, okay, this is awkward, but this bike says he'd appreciate it if you removed his skull pattern saddlebags. <laughs> he feels self-conscious about them around all the other bikes, and he says you're not fooling anyone. You mostly ride with your golfing buddies. <laughs> Listen, I'm just the messenger here. Oh, no, I don't want to say that. I think you made yourself clear. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit netcredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.